listening to Hope Signals with Mark and Susan Mason, the podcast of Life on the Verge Ministries. Hope Signals is a podcast where we offer practical principles and motivational insights aimed at helping people navigate their hopes and dreams. Well, hey, it's Mark coming to you from Chesterfield, Virginia. We made it home, praise God. We drove straight through from Archer, Florida. Thank God for our friends Rick and Candy Ward, who gave us a place to park our RV and hook up our power and everything for a month. Um, you know, the the downside was we didn't have internet. You think it's it's bad being grounded, uh, you know, in your house or whatever. Not having internet made it even worse. We I could drive out about twenty minutes and have internet. But I'm so thankful they gave us a place to to hang out. They're dear dear friends for many many years, and thank God for them. I wanted to talk to you today. Uh, first off, let you know what Life on the Verge is up to. Some of you uh, have donated to us. You're praying for us. We thank you for that. Um, we we don't feel like God has remo- removed the burden for us to be ministering to the incarcerated church just because we can't be there. As you can imagine, all of our events were canceled. We should be in our touring season, so it's a little awkward, just like you, a major life adjustment. But he gave us the vision to... Uh, create a, a full-length concert video in my friend's shed there in Archer, Florida. So that's exactly what we did or we're doing. We recorded the whole thing last week, and then we drove home, and I have been cracking my brain editing this video and trying to sync this audio, but bless God, we're going to get it done, and we're going to get a DVD out to these prisons, many of the chaplains that I know, uh, encouraging the guys. Most of us have the advantage of being able to get on Facebook, and even though we're not seeing each other face-to-face, we can join with our church or with our friends, and and these guys are isolated from everything, and so we want to let them know um, that that we're still thinking of them, we're still praying for them, and, and I just see it as a great possibility in this problem, a great opportunity in this obstacle. Uh, it never even dawned on me uh, how many more inmates we could touch with the love of Christ by doing this. And so we're going to record some more, uh, Lord willing. Um, but I wanted to share with you today a scripture that I think is very pertinent for the time we're in. Proverbs 22, 9 says, Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. When I was a kid, we had this friend named Alan and uh, this is, you know, maybe about 10 years old or so, 11 years old. And we used to run the streets together, a bunch of us, you know, in, in uh, Fairmount Park in Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, those were the days when your parents would just set you out to go play. And Alan was the pig pen of our group, uh, like from Charlie Brown. This kid was always filthy head to toe. I mean, just a layers of dirt on him. Even though we lived in the city, he looked like he just walked out of Appalachia, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, his dad didn't know my name. His dad called me the big-eyed boy. And you can imagine I took a, a, lot, of, a lot of hassle for that as a 10-year-old, the big-eyed boy. And, uh, but I would say this, that would be an honor to call me the big-eyed boy today if we're referencing this scripture, whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed. That's the English Standard Version, by the way. The, uh, many other versions say a generous eye, and that's what the word actually means. Whoever has a generous eye will be blessed. 
Um, that word, blessed, by the way, means to be prosperous in worldly affairs, enjoying spiritual happiness in the favor of God. Happy. Who doesn't want that? By the way, that's from Webster's 1828 Dictionary, which you can find online. I love to look up how Daniel Webster, who was a believer and uh, wrote the Webster's Dictionary, I love to look at how he defined words way back then, and he defined blessed as prosperous in worldly affairs, enjoying spiritual happiness in the favor of God. Isn't that what we need? Isn't that what you want? Uh, And so the scripture here says, well, you want to be blessed? Keep a bountiful eye. Keep big eyes toward people that are in greater need than you. You know, I know that many of you are in need right now. Maybe you got laid off from your job. Uh, Maybe you got reduced income. Uh, Maybe you're a first responder or a medical worker. Thank God for you doctors and nurses and cops and firemen and rescue workers. Thank God for you. You certainly need uh, the favor of God. You certainly need um, some spiritual edification. But anyway, if we're in need, how is God going to meet that need? How is God going to meet your needs? Now, we would say, um, according to his riches and glory. Okay, does that mean that God is going to rain money out of the sky for you or opportunity out of the sky for you? No, he's going to use somebody else, another human being that has a bountiful eye or big eyes toward your need. That's how he's going to meet your need. He's going to use other people. And so we really do reap what we sow. And so if we're not planting anything, don't expect to reap anything. And so at a time like this, even though you might not be able to give as much as you used to, uh, we still need to keep a bountiful eye. And by the way, let's not reduce generosity down to just money. As important as that is, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Um, And so money is a great guard against greed And it is something Jesus talked a lot about. And if there's ever been a time to be faithful in giving to your local church, it's right now. Your pastor needs to know that your heart is still tied to the church. And be generous, not just in finances, but in your time. Show up for church on Sunday morning if you've got a streaming service, you know? Be there for your pastor. Send him some encouraging messages. Let him know that we might not be gathering in person, but we're with you in spirit. So anyway... Um, God's going to meet your needs by people that are able to meet your need. But we've got to be having big eyes for people that are in need around us. And whether that's by sowing money or finance, or it's by giving ourselves, giving our time away, giving our talent away, whatever it is that we can somehow meet somebody else's need. Just keep big eyes. That's what the scripture is saying. It's saying keep keep a bountiful eye, a generous eye. The word says, he that refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Don't you need to be refreshed? And so I encourage you to keep a bountiful eye. You know, we're in the middle of this. Man, we got need. We got questions uh, about, you know, where's life on the verge in all this? And I begin to pray, show me, Lord, the the possibility and the problem. Show me the opportunity and the obstacle. And and I've, I've, you know, the Lord just gave us this idea about doing uh, DVDs that we could send into prison. And I, I... I pray that it sets up a whole distribution chain to be able to do this in the future. And it gives me something to do today for the sake of other people. And so get get your eyes off of your needs and get your eyes on the needs of other people. And guess what? I believe God's going to cause other people to see your need. It takes faith to do that. 
It really does. And, you know, we've got to pray, Lord, increase my faith, whatever that may be. You know, I'll, I'll, let me give you an example. It's going to sound like I'm boasting here, but I'm not. I'm just trying to inspire you. Listen, I can I can be a tightwad, a scaredy cat, a man of little faith, just like anybody else, okay? Um, there was a time when uh, I was a Norfolk police officer, and I was sitting in a church service in at Lighthouse Worship Center under the tutelage of Pastor Scott Erickson. I was just getting you know, re-engaged with church. I'd kind of fallen off the wagon for a while, and I was getting re-involved in church, and uh I had three small children, Susan, I had three, Matt, Kendall, and Brittany, and uh, at least a couple of them were in the nursery. I think Kendall might have been in children's church. We're sitting in this church service. Now, we're, we're, we're strapped financially, you know, making a cop salary, working all kinds of overtime, part-time, Susan's waiting tables, but we bit off more than we could chew financially. We had a mortgage. We had two car payments. We had credit card debt we should have never acquired, and uh, so we're living payday to payday. Sometimes we don't have enough paycheck to last until the next one, and this was one of those times. So we're sitting in church, and we got seven bucks. It's like Sunday. We literally got $7 until payday, which is in a couple of days, but this is what we got. We got a lot of food at home, so Susan and I are whispering to each other how we're going to spend our seven bucks, and uh, I said, well, we could get two cans of tuna fish, we could get some mayonnaise, and we get a loaf of bread. And uh, she's like, yeah, that sounds good. About that time, Matt's number came up on the screen, which meant that he, Susan was needed in the nursery. And, uh, and so I mean, it could have been me needed in the nursery, but trust me, it was better for Susan to go. So Susan goes back to the nursery. Pastor Erickson gets up and gives this uh, offering talk. I don't even know what he was raising money for, uh, but he was passionate. And the offering plate passed. I don't know what got into me, but I was like, you know what? I'm just giving it all away. And I put the whole seven bucks in the offering plate. And boy, I was squeaking as I let it go. And Susan comes back, sits down beside me, and she says, hey, we probably got enough to get a two liter of soda, too. And I leaned over and I said, um, we ain't getting nothing. We'll find something to eat at home. I put the whole seven bucks in the offering plate. And she looked at me kind of puzzled, but then when she was good with it, you know. And uh, so after church was over, we went out to the lobby and this girl that was in the choir loft the whole service had no idea what was going on in my world out in the pews. I, I kind of knew her. We weren't like close friends or anything, but she walks up to me and hands me an envelope, and she says, the Lord told me to give you this. Have a great dinner, and walked away. I opened it up. There was 25 bucks in this envelope. I was like, are you kidding me, Lord? So then Susan goes to the nursery to get mad, and, and I think Brittany was in there too, and a lady that worked in the uh, nursery, Delora Smith, those that know her, God bless her. She was a nurse at uh, the local hospital for, for infants. Uh, she gives Susan a whole case of baby formula. It was one day out of date. She said the hospital can't use it, but it's still fine. And I'm like, are you kidding? This was Lord, the Lord just encouraging us to be generous, even in the face of our greatest need to keep a bountiful eye. I'm not, I'm not boasting. I'm blown away. And it challenges me. You know, I'll give you one more story. And again, this is only to inspire you, man. I, I'm not trying to create uh, some formula. Hey, if you put money in God's slot machine, he'll make everything line up for you. I do know the principles of God stand true through all time. 
good times, bad times, whatever. If we'll be generous in the face of it, God will look out for us. And so, and I have to learn this lesson over and over, man. I'm just as messed up as you. You know, I want to, I want, there's a part of me that wants to crawl away in some mountain cabin and set up a fortress and dare anybody to come close to my canned food and toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I know that's not the way. I've got to continue to give away my life. And God will continue to bring people into my life that will help me. And so, okay, I'm going to give you one more story about how Life on the Verge kind of got off the ground. Just a quick sketch. Um, January 19, uh, January 2011, uh, my good friend Denny Nisley invited me to bring a band to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. This was in January. Sturgis wasn't until August. I didn't have a band. I hadn't had a band in years. I didn't have the money for this trip. I was on staff at, at a, a big church pastoring a, a congregation for them. And, uh, I, but in my heart, I was like, I feel like this might be a step, what we're supposed to do. So I sent out a letter to 23 people. None of them were rich, by the way, people from my past that might be able to confirm our steps that we were supposed to take this trip to, trip to Sturgis. It was going to cost thousands of dollars to take this trip, put a band together and record a bike blessing CD, which we wanted to give out at the rally. And I said, well, Lord, we'll see. We'll put it to the test. Well, at the same time, I had this great need to raise this money. Our church that I was part of was taking up their annual miracle offering. I think they call it Heart for the House offering now. They would take up a big offering every year for some major project. Well, man, I I needed money for what I was trying to do. But the Lord put it on on my heart and on Susan's heart that we were to give $500 to this offering. Now, let me tell you something. We did not have $500 to give to this offering. I mean, we had it, but we didn't have it, okay? Uh, The beauty of marriage is God kind of confirmed it with Susan and I both that we were supposed to do this. And uh, so we, the plate passed on that Sunday, and we put that 500 bucks in and let it go. And you know how you do when you do something like that. Sometimes you're like, oh, man, did I make a mistake? But it's gone. We did it. And uh, I squeaked when I let it go, okay? The next week... One of the people I sent a letter to, who is not wealthy, by the way, called and asked me, hey, I have a friend who's an anonymous donor who wants to give $5,000 to your trip to Sturgis. Now, friends, it don't happen like that every day. Again, I'm not not trying to give you a formula, but it happened like that that time. It was another, uh, another example of how God challenged me to keep a generous heart or big eyes toward the need of the church I was a part of. And and he caused somebody I didn't even know to have big eyes toward what we were trying to do. And, uh, and sure enough, they did. They donated $5,000, and that is uh, half of what we needed to raise for the trip. We ended up raising over $10,000, took the trip, met the man at Sturgis that year that uh, became my friend and mentor in prison ministry and showed me how to, how to do what he had been doing for over 40 years, getting into prisons and you know, entertaining and evangelizing and empowering the church in prison. And, and I needed, trust me, I needed that more than I needed money. I needed, I needed a mentor that would help me unpack my calling. So anyway, I hope that didn't sound self-aggrandizing. It wasn't meant to be. It's meant to challenge you to pray, God, show me, open my eyes to who I need to be generous to, what I need to be giving to right now. Um, and, and again, don't reduce it to money, but don't discount money. Money's a big one. 
you know, give something somewhere. Please support your church right now. Um, but it might be some phone calls you need to make. You need to be generous with your time. You know, there's some, there's people that I call on the phone sometimes. I'm not a big phone talker anyway, um, but I know I should call them. I, I should call and encourage them, see how they're doing. And uh, I'm, even as I say this, God is, is challenging me. I have a million things to do with my time right now, um, but I know I've got to keep a generous eye toward other people, a bountiful eye, and God will cause people and circumstances to align in such a way as to meet my needs. And so I hope that encourages you. Hey, listen, pray for us. Pray that uh, doors open for us to be able to get this DVD in front of inmates. Um, Florida is pretty good with it right now. The chaplains I've talked to, Virginia's not receiving DVDs. Um, they're not letting anything in right now. Uh, but that that could change, and I'm sure it will down the road. And the way I'm looking at it is I'm trying to learn some of this software and how to do this so that we can continually do this kind of thing. Isn't it, isn't it cool? Isn't it a cool possibility in the problem, uh, opportunity in the obstacle? Hey, be encouraged, and uh, we look forward to uh, getting back with you on Hope Signals. We might start doing some live streaming. I copy everything my dear friend Jimmy Bratcher does because he's out in front. Uh, of everything it seems he's my uh one of my greatest life mentors and i hey check his uh live stream out he's doing it monday through friday he's showing up uh with live streams on on facebook jimmy bratcher uh search him on facebook jimmy j i m m i e bratcher b r a t c h e r he's always got an encouraging word if you're a musician or you're somebody that likes to cook he loves to use music and food in his streams, and uh, he'll be an encouragement to you, I promise. And so hopefully down the road, we can figure out some of that streaming stuff too, because we want to be a voice of hope the most that we can. We, we want to encourage people through all this. I want to encourage you, don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough concerns of its own, Jesus said. Listen, we may or may not even make it to the end of this thing. We, God may take us home a million other ways. Uh, this is just another obstacle uh, that we've got to navigate around. But in the middle of it all, let's try to be the salt of the earth. Let's try to be the light of the world. Let's try to be a city on a hill in the middle of all of this. Hey, let me pray for you. Lord, thank you for uh, just giving us so many ways to connect in our day, even, even though we may be isolated in our homes Lord, you've given us this thing called the internet and Facebook and podcasts and YouTube and all these tools that I believe you've given us so that your glory can spread throughout this earth. And I just pray for the listener right now. I know there are those that are very, very anxious. They're worried. They're frightened. And I just pray that you'd give them the peace that passes all understanding. God, that they would have a sense of your presence right now, that you're, you're with them. Lord, that you're in control and that you will receive glory through all of this when all is said and done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you soon. Thank you for listening to Hope Signals. You can learn more about us at lifeontheverge.com. We're a completely donor-funded ministry that carries the good news to prisons around the United States. You can help us by sharing this podcast, 
by partnering with us with a tax-deductible gift at lifeontheverge.com or by even talking to your leader or pastor about having us come and minister. Thank you for letting us be just another voice of inspiration in your journey.